0: Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me and my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. Yeah, and J.U. Uh, here to talk about In the Heights, Lin-Manuel Miranda's latest musical adaptation, starring a lot of some people that were also in Hamilton.
1: Well, it's funny you say it, because I wouldn't say it's actually starring a lot of people from Hamilton. I would say there are... People from Hamilton that are in it, minus Anthony Ramos, who is the lead part. Uh, Everyone
0: else is a cameo.
1: For the most part, yeah. So this, uh, the In the Heights was actually, uh, I think his first big musical, Lin-Manuel Miranda's, uh, came out in 2005. So even by the most optimistic standards, you know, these people that are supposed to be playing uh, young, scrappy, the new generation uh, in Washington Heights, is not going to fly in 2021 so it's it's pretty much entirely recast from the original broadway production which i'm fine with uh the only remaining holdover is uh olga merides who plays uh abuela but pretty much all the all the cast is new anthony ramos who is uh lauren's and the the son in hamilton
0: Mm, is it is i don't know
1: I can't think of it either. Is the main character? But let's see. Are there any?
0: Navi in this?
1: Yeah, he's Navi in this. I don't think any of the other names of of the I would say the primary cast are people that we would recognize. I suspect they all have musical theater backgrounds because they all sang good. But if you recognize them from anything, it will be from this from now on. Except for I guess the guy who played Benny was in. uh, Was he in the NWA? Was it that?
0: Yeah, he was Dr. Dre. Yeah, Yeah. Dr. Dre and shout out to Compton. Gotcha. And the 24 uh, reboot. I think he was in that as well.
1: Cool. And he was on The Walking Dead, but we won't hold that against. Him. Well, shit. Look at that guy. He's been in all the things that I haven't watched. <laughs> uh, it's also got uh, Jimmy Smits, the, the ever delightful. And I'm never quite sure if he's good or not, but I always like seeing him. Mm. Uh, I,
2: Steph, okay, I wasn't ready for him to not be sexy anymore. This is the first thing <laughs> he's ever been where he wasn't sexy. And I, it made me worry about my own mortality.
1: I've never I've always been off put by his weird eye thing that I feel like has, has always lowered him in from sexiness in my in my opinion. But you have to have a have a pretty weird eye thing for me to notice you having a weird eye. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it's also got Stephanie Beatriz, who's uh, famous, I think, from from being Rosa in Brooklyn nine nine. Yeah. Lynn Manuel makes a, a cameo. Chris Jackson, who's George Washington, makes a cameo. He actually originated the role of Benny on Broadway. Let's see, is there anybody else? Oh, and uh, and fucking Mark Anthony is in this. <laughs> is that Mark Anthony? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, did not, I did not recognize him. Uh, Ian pointed it out to me. And I, I
0: recognized him, uh, but I was like, is that Mark Anthony on crack? That's like, right,
1: exactly, because he, yeah. he 100% sells being like some kind of addict. I, I'm going to go and say in my own
2: head canon, he's the same character that he was in The Substitute.
0: I didn't see that movie, so I'm oh, sure that's a good God, reference. Oh, God, you
2: guys but... are missing out. The Substitute is a great, bad movie. Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we want to talk about our general impressions of In the Heights.
1: We didn't actually talk about what the plot is.
0: Oh, that's fair. You just talked about the cast for 20 minutes.
1: I did. That was way too long. I'm sorry. Uh, you're usually better at synopses than I am, but I could do it if you've got loud children.
0: I, they're quiet at the moment. Um, it is about a bodega owner in the middle of a hot New York summer when things black out. You know, I, I, it's it's a love story. I don't know. I, I don't even know really what the plot of this is. I mean, it's about his Navi and his romance with this up and coming. What does she do? She makes clothes, right? Design, oh, yeah, she's clothes a hairdresser designer.
1: who wants to be some kind of fashion yeah, designer. that's right.
0: It's like, uh, I don't know what it's like. Something.
1: Well, I do know what it's Jack. like, but I want to talk about that after we get into the meat of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's got a couple specific narratives, but it's kind of generally about uh this uh, neighborhood, Hispanic neighborhood, largely Hispanic neighborhood in in New York City uh, called Washington Heights, that yeah. is seems like it might be past its heyday of uh, uh and and maybe slowly being gentrified out, and the new generation is not quite sure how it fits in, and so like all these stories are are maybe not directly conflicting with that but are are all kind of circling around that general concept
0: yeah washington heights is uh lin-manuel miranda's real life neighborhood that's where he lives uh also interestingly enough that's where aaron burr lived when he lived in new york city and uh right on uh the house Aaron burr's house is in washington heights and that's where lin-manuel miranda wrote hamilton so
1: that's pretty cool
0: a lot of uh his career is based around this neighborhood
1: Fair enough. That is, yeah, that's that
2: is that is interesting trivia. <laughs>
1: what were your uh, immediate impressions of the movie?
2: Well, okay. First of all, I should just say logging into HBO uh, Max to watch this. Uh, you know, it, I saw two hours and twenty two minutes. I was like, "Fuck, I don't want these people to sing at me for two hours and twenty two minutes." So, I main that may have already had me a little you know uh against it before i even started it but you know i i've now this will this will be the fourth musical i've ever watched uh two for the show one uh well three for the show now one sort of tangential to the show and the first three i watched uh you know cats hamilton and uh phantom of the opera kind of made me think that maybe i was wrong about my disdain for uh for musicals and specifically what i thought musicals were and man was this exactly what i thought musicals <laughs> were. it's two hours and 22 minutes of people just singing about how they're going to make their dreams come true and that's exactly what i always thought musicals, musicals were and exactly why i wasn't interested uh that being said you know i I'm, I'm not going as far as to say this was bad it was just some real confirmation bias. <laughs>
1: fair enough
0: I like this movie. Um, I didn't love it, uh, but I think, you know, I would give it better than transformers right off the bat. Um, I think the music's pretty good. I think the cast is fine, but it is kind of to J Hughes point. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, very like classical stereotype Broadway type of thing. Yeah, It's a cast of characters all about making their dreams come true to song and dance. And, sure. um, that, that's i like you know i struggle to think of the plot because that's what it is and it's it's so similar to other kind of stereotypical things like that um but i think it's pretty good i mean i think it's a good movie adaptation i haven't seen uh the original so i have nothing to compare it off of but you know the last movie adaptation i watched was cats and that was really bad so <laughs> this probably gets a little bit of a pass just because it was the follow-up
2: See, I enjoyed Cats more than I enjoyed this, and I, again, I'm not saying it's bad. It, it was well done, but you know, Cats was really going for something. Like, you know, maybe you don't think it achieved, but that that was a swing. I don't know if this was a swing. This seemed pretty safe.
1: I, I actually, that's that kind of leads into my my feelings on it, which is I I generally don't feel like I prefer movie adaptations of of musicals i really liked hamilton specifically because it was a film stage production mm-hmm. and i feel like i probably would have ended up liking this uh more if it was a stage production just because i, I feel like it never feels like it fully uses the medium uh and i i, th- I know they tried to scale things up by making these these very like large dance numbers that fill up a lot of space but somehow it just i don't know it never it never really feels as big as i think they want it to I also thought it was it was fine. I think, uh, uh, again, it will remind me of some other things I'll talk about later. I think we found that old Lin's lyricism, I think, shines better through his rap things than his uh, melody. And so I wish there was more rap in this, honestly. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's better than Transformers. It's worth the watch. It's it's on HBO Max. Why not? I I, 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 I totally agree with you better
2: that I think I would have enjoyed this if it was uh, if it was the, the stage production film instead of an adaptation.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if there are spoilers. I feel like we, we can jump into spoilers, but there isn't really anything to spoil. As we've established, it's all about people chasing their dreams, and then at the end of it, they either achieved their dreams or they realized their dreams were wrong in the first place. And they, <laughs> All of them realize that Washington Heights is special and they need to, to save and protect and uh, uh, be a part of it. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's, there's a lot more detail than that
2: yeah i i there there's there's really there's really not much spoilers in this there uh there was a character that as soon as he walked on screen i was like that guy's dead he's dying and he didn't die so it, it wasn't completely predictable oh good deal. but he he was there to illustrate a tragedy so it was kind of the same thing. which guy was that that was the younger cousin i can't think of what his name was
1: yeah, I can't think of his name
0: either. Yeah, that would, that you're right. Sunny. His death would, Sonny, yeah, would have had a very tragic moment. He did have a crack dad, though. So that's
2: you know. true. That's true. And well, and I mean, you know, uh, are we in spoilers now? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, he, you know, he, it turns out he's undocumented. So that was sort of, he still, he still was there to have like a tragic moment where, you know, yeah. you know, we learn something about him that, you know, makes us feel sad for him, but it wasn't completely predictable as though. I thought it was, uh, you know, but uh, the second, the lotto ticket thing came up, Sarah called uh, who would want <laughs> it, you know, like that, that one. Uh, yeah. Like I said, there's not a lot to
1: spoil in this. It's, it's pretty predictable. It's also, it's also tough in these sort of things. If you look around like in in your your narrative universe, and you're the only old person. You got real bad fucking odds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I that's
2: why I thought the kid was going to die. I was like, surely it won't be that the only old person in this uh, uh, in this movie is going to be the person that dies. It's going to be the kid instead. But no, it was the it was the old person. Mm-hmm. I, I also I think there was a lot of misinformation about lotto rules in this movie. How <laughs> so? what he he said something about he doesn't get a cut and he totally gets a cut if you buy a if you buy a winning lottery ticket at a store that store gets a cut maybe Maybe. the rules are different in new york but that's how it works in florida i didn't know that yeah and also i don't think he would have been even when he got the ticket from you know found the ticket of the old ladies i don't think he would have been able to claim it so it wasn't that big of a sacrifice for him to give it away
0: Yeah, I think you're right on all of those, but I don't I'm not, you know, uh, up to date on New York lotto law. But (laughs) 100 percent, as soon as he said it, I was like, okay, this is just bullshit. I play the lottery enough to know. (laughs) Right. Shout out. I won five hundred dollars on a lotto ticket last week. So.
2: Fuck yes. Why isn't the podcast on that?
0: Uh, uh, That story to me more interesting than in the Heights. Like, I don't know. This movie again, I thought it was fine. I think it's well made. I don't know when I'll ever watch it again, but I probably would prefer to watch it over Transformers right now, but,
1: Mm -hmm. you know. And and that's also something, especially since we have, you know, the the songs versus, you know, uh, I would say kind of more recurring, like raps and and lyrical structures and stuff, you know, like a a lot of Hamilton is reusing the same chord progressions and even like vocal rhythms, um, but just for different information, and I think part of the problem with with watching one of these things once is for songs. So much of enjoying a song is familiarity, and so like to listen to something once and then to just go past it. I, I like I don't feel like I really get to know it, and so I don't really feel like I get to enjoy it the way like I would. I feel like all Broadway shows should have their soundtrack playing in the theater, in the lobby, in wherever for a long time before the. The <laughs> uh, the show actually starts so that by the time you get to the songs you're like oh yeah I know how this one goes and you you can kind of get along with it.
0: That's an interesting point. I like well,
1: that.
2: I also think that like the music in this is you know like undoubtedly it's good. Like it's uh, like you know the the singing is good, the music is good, but I think watching this after Hamilton, it's hard not to compare it and it come up wanting just because hamilton was hamilton was such a better gimmick that it made the music feel more important and this just feels lesser in comparison
0: yeah i mean to that point i mean i completely agree with that i think there are probably a couple of songs in hamilton two two or three songs in hamilton that lin-manuel will never write better songs than than those like i mean right um, satisfied and, and Wait For It, I think, are incredible pieces of music that I. it's hard. They came out of the same brain in the same show, in my opinion. Um, but the one thing that I, is in common that I thought watching this is, um, and this is from a drumming perspective, there are some sick-ass percussion parts in both of these musicals. And what I really liked in In the Heights is there's a wide variety. There's mm. cool Latin grooves, there's mm. hip-hop grooves, there's kind of classical Broadway show tune moments. Like, um, it seems like a lot of inspirations that Lynn personally has shine through, whereas maybe Hamilton's a, a little bit more of just a hip-hop style or a variety of hip-hop stylings. I think this one shows off a a uh, variety of musical stylings, and a couple of which I'm, you know, hip-hop probably more influenced now because he is such a big part and such an influence on Broadway, but I think both Latin and hip-hop probably, you know, I think this debuted in like 2004 or 5-ish, yeah. weren't really that heavily used on Broadway at the time.
1: I think you and I talked about this, Christian, but I don't know why, but in general, Broadway does have have pretty kick-ass uh, uh, drum parts, uh, if you if you are a drummer uh, in like a, a Broadway pit, you're probably having a good time most of the time Dude, it, it's I hard, didn't know but... it,
0: I didn't know it was a career path I could have taken but if thirty two year old me could talk to eighteen year old me it would be like just go to fucking school, suck it up, and then get in the pit of a Broadway show and you will have a blast every single night
2: <laughs> I, literally I was thinking the same thing i I was like oh if I would have known that electric instruments and you know things you know like rock style instruments were going to be a thing in broadway as much as it is today totally i would tell like 18 year old me hey just go do that it won't it won't fucking matter how you look you can just go play a show every night (laughs) no one will care what you look like
1: but uh I feel like that leads me into what I I, I took away the most from this, uh, which I, I felt after watching it and then I confirmed by reading articles about it. I feel like this whole endeavor is super like super, super influenced and drawn from rent and the popularity of rent.
0: Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It feels <laughs> yeah, no, like a sequel to rent.
1: Yeah. You know, both of them are are very much about like a very specific window in time about a very specific New York neighborhood that's being gentrified, that has a culture and a history that's being erased and they're trying to preserve through making the musical. And it's just, you know, all these people just kind of struggling to, to, to make ends meet. Uh, even, even there's even that song in this musical that uh, where Uznavi's supposed to go to the airport and they're trying to open the champagne that felt super like would you light my candle from Rent? I, I like I couldn't shake that this whole musical is just like it's it's Latin Rent, which is that's not that's not a fair assessment, but that's that's what I kept coming back to in my mind. Well, isn't
0: he? he's like really inspired by the dude who wrote rent. He, yeah, he, he the-
1: loves Jonathan Larson. He said uh, yeah. that, that uh, rent was one of his like first big inspirations to doing musical theater at all.
0: Well, and he's doing the movie version of tick, tick, boom, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he wrote, he's directing that.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that also affected my ability to enjoy it. But just because again, I don't, I don't recognize the songs as much, but so much of, of my brain was like, this is a thing I've already seen that I already like that. I, like the, I feel like I like the other version better. And that might just be familiarity. Uh, but, you know, it's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never watched Rent. Uh, but I've
2: watched the trailer around... Uh, I don't know. I don't remember the exact number. But whatever the number is they say over and over in that fucking song. Yep. 525,600 tra- minutes. That many oh. times. I've watched that trailer that many fucking times.
1: And this felt exactly like Rent from that perspective i'm so sorry that that uh because i can't recommend that you watch the rent movie as 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 much as this story suffers from like you know the the stage to trying to fill a a whole real space uh and falling short like rent just does not fucking work in a movie (laughs) format uh they actually had a traveling tour that came uh here two or three years ago that kicked ass they were so good uh, and it was like, you know, we have a small stage So they had the whole pit on stage With the, like, cast And so you got, like, you know, you can see the electric Guitar and the drum set and all this kind of stuff It was, it fucking rocked uh, So right I, I'm sorry that you won't get to experience That if you ever <laughs> want to watch Rent You'll just have to watch a bunch of 40 year olds Talk about how they're mad they can't get Free rent in New York
0: <laughs> Is Anthony
1: rapping Rent? He is, he's the original <laughs> Mark
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool in the heights do we have much more to add no
1: no yeah no we're fine it's 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 better than transformers it, you know it's it's free on hbo max for a few more weeks if you like musicals if you like lin-manuel miranda it's worth it uh it, honestly if, probably if you have more familiarity with it than we do you'll probably enjoy it more than we do i suspect if we went back and did it again we'd have a better time the second time i uh Well, one more thing for me, uh, as it was ending and
2: you find out that the story he was telling on the beach the whole time is actually a story that he's telling in his convenience store, uh, Sarah's immediate reaction was maybe this dude made the wrong decision. I was like, (laughs) I was like, why is that? He's like, he's just told a two and a half story to uh, two and a half hour story to a bunch of kids in his convenience store and no
1: customers have came in. It's a good point. That is a good
0: point. Also very predictable. (laughs) Right.
1: Anyway, in the Heights, watch it. It, not, doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it suck. D- it, it doesn't don't.
2: suck. No, it, it, it was it was fine. It's a skillfully done thing. It wasn't for me. You know, I, I mean, maybe it literally wasn't for me. Maybe if this was Logan Lucky, the musical, if it was about southern white trash people trying to follow <laughs> their dreams, uh, <laughs> I, would, I'm, I'm I would robbing somebody. It. I don't know. <laughs> like I'll, I'm robbing. I'll, isn't that a NASCAR race? <laughs> Yes, it's right. That's correct. I'll <laughs> I'll totally cop to that. That maybe it's just me being a, a shitty white person is yeah, why yeah. I didn't love this as much. But but it, but you know, it it definitely was a well done movie, and it's worth your time to watch.
1: Well, that's in the heights. It, it's only a matter of time before there's a Hamilton movie that we'll get to rewatch and review. <laughs>
0: Well, this uh, guy who made this is making Wicked next, I think. No!
1: So. Well, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. I just don't want that. That said, we talk about th- things that I don't think should have kick-ass drum parts. Wicked's got some kick-ass drum parts. Kick-ass for, drum parts. For, like, for like the straightest, whitest musical on Earth. Right. Uh, it's it really, it, it's it's good shit.
0: What's crazy about Wicked, too, is there's so much of it that doesn't have, like, Percussive backgrounds and just has fills in between sections. Yep. So there'd be no drums and then just the most badass six uh, measure fill for no reason to go into another section of music with no drums.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool. What have we been watching these past two weeks, guys? Or the past two weeks, past week, guys?
0: Let's see. I didn't watch terribly much. You guys got to watch Bad Bass because this week's episode was great. I Uh, do need to watch that badly. What else did I watch? Uh, you know, Loki's still good. Um, oh, I discovered a new show on Netflix. It's only like eight episodes long. It's based on a podcast called Song Exploder, where they talk to bands about the songs they wrote. Um, they pick one song and they talk about that one song. So like there's an episode with R.E.M. And they're talking about losing my religion. The Killers, where they talk about uh, when you were young. That one's kind of more just about Samstown in general and what it's like to like, you know, go big on your first album and how do you follow that up? Um, I really like it. It's a cool show. The, the Dua Lipa episode is great. I'm not big on pop music, but I think she's pretty fucking incredible. And so uh, to hear her talk about her songwriting process and how she, you know, if you ever listen to Dua Lipa, she has a lot of like a classical you know, eighties synth pop influence in her music and why she makes those, those decisions. I think if you're into music, I think it's pretty good. If you've ever recorded anything and you understand the pains of writing songs and being in a studio, I think it's also pretty good. Um, I'm going to say better than transformers. I'd recommend it.
1: Cool. You talked me into that one. I'm going to try that out. I was going to say that sounds like made for J Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, the only other thing that I was going to talk about is something I have done since the first time, since the pandemic started, I went to a live sporting event and it was great. Um, to eat a hot dog and drink beer and watch people play baseball with 40,000 other people was awesome. It helped that my team won, but it just was another reminder of, I don't know what we had been missing. And, uh, I was thankful to experience it again for the first time in a long time.
1: Did, did anybody watch Rick and Morty? Oh, yeah. Watch the first episode of the
0: new season. I did not. I've been trying to find it. Is it like on... It's on YouTube. <laughs> okay, I'll watch it then. It's. No, I, I thought mean, it would maybe be on HBO Max since they have all the others. But it's they probably on the Adult
1: Swim app with ads. I haven't even tried. I just saw it on YouTube. I was like, oh, let's watch it here. Well,
2: I, I won't talk too much about it since you haven't watched it and maybe a few people haven't since it was just like two nights ago. But uh, it, it, you know, I liked the last season a lot. I thought the last season was funny. The snake episode is probably my favorite episode of the whole show. But there was an element of last season where it kind of felt like maybe they'd gotten their head a little too far up their own ass. There was a lot. There was a whole lot of meta commentary, like the train episode. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the Vat of Af- acid episode, stuff like that. I don't know. The Vat of acid episode is pretty great. No, the Vat of Af- the train episode is great. I'm just saying I oh. was worried that this season it was just going to become unbearable yeah. but I, th- I i thought they kind of dialed it back on this one and just more went for laughs on it and i thought this episode was pretty fucking great uh so since that's really the only thing of note that i watch i'm instead going to tell you guys a story of a thing that happened to me in the last week okay um uh, are you guys uh, have you guys seen my raising arizona t-shirt you may not have because it's it's a special occasion t-shirt i have two or three t-shirts that only come out for special occasions and this was one but this was like a wednesday afternoon and the reason that uh uh i was wearing it on a wednesday afternoon is because during lockdown i had gotten too fucking fat to wear it uh but i've been dieting i've been exercising i tried on that shirt holy shit it fucking works so uh me and Sarah were at Walgreens because all the exercising ha- has made my back hurt. So I had to get a fucking uh, icy hot thing. And Sarah was getting some candy. Uh, so we go up to the register and uh it, it just felt like this was maybe a stressful day at the Walgreens. I think maybe the district manager was in town. There was like a lady who wasn't dressed as a Walgreens person, but she was walking around asking everyone if they needed help and everyone just looked really tense. So that's what I think was going on. But anyways, this old fucking coot uh, comes running up the register because there's about eight people standing there waiting. And he was like, you guys can use the automated, uh, their automated register. So a lot of those guys filter off to those with leaving us with the old coot, which I was fine with because I prefer using the human because I personally think that that's where the economy's going to fucking collapse. Is where we've ran out of jobs for poor people to do, and we just replaced them all with robot cashiers. But anyway, uh, so we go up to this dude, and Sarah hands him the stuff, and uh, he seems kind of flustered. And Sarah's like, "You don't need to put that in the bag. I, I can just carry it out." And he was like, "Oh no, it's not that. It's his shirt." Oh my! How our country has fallen. Now at this point, <laughs> I should tell you what's on my shirt. On my shirt is a drawing of Nicholas Cage as Hi McDonough, with the pantyhose over his head and the Huggies under his arm, holding a gun at uh, you know at what you can't see, but is a cashier, and says, you know, give me everything in the register and the pack of, the, of Huggies. So this guy i guess thought that was an endorsement of armed robbery but so so going back to where we were in the story he says to sarah oh how our country has fallen and sarah did not get it at all so she was like since this movie came out and uh you know we finished our uh, transaction and it was really fucking awkward and i left and i was like no he was he wasn't he, he wasn't pissed about when the movie came out he was pissed about my shirt but the part of it that i just keep thinking about is this dude he saw me wearing this shirt depicting an arm robbery of a cashier and he took that as an endorsement of that and then he decided to fuck with me. (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying yeah like that's a ballsy fucking old coot Uh uh-huh so uh yeah i don't know i went back and forth of where i was like well fuck this old guy and his right wing radio bullshit uh but other times i'm like well you know good for him man he wasn't going to take any shit off my novelty t-shirt
1: i mean that would be a really confusing image if you've never seen that movie (laughs) 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 you're not Uh, really sure what message you're trying to send but it does seem (laughs) vaguely threatening (laughs) right right so yeah so yeah that was that was the most exciting thing that happened to me this week (laughs) fair enough thank you for sharing (laughs) Uh, well, since we're on a Nick Cage note, I uh, I followed up on one of your recommendations, Hurt, and watched uh, Wheelie's Wonderland. Uh, right on, as it came out on Hulu. Uh, it's ninety minutes. It's a horror movie, and again, as as I think you mentioned, I think it's supposed to be like a ripoff of an iPhone game of something something Freddy's. Right. Uh, I I don't know anything about that game, so I don't know how much of this is supposed to be a ripoff. Because I feel like there are moments of it that were confusing to me. Right. uh but this shit was made for 5 million dollars uh and that includes having Nicolas Cage and paying for Freebird at the end of it uh right. I can't believe you can make shit like that for 5 million dollars these days it looks great it's i yeah, mean tell it's, it. it's a dumb horror movie you know it's about like Nick Cage is gets tricked into cleaning up an old, uh, uh, you know, like a Chuck E. Cheese knockoff, uh, but the, the animatronics come alive and try and murder him in the middle of the night, and that's, like, the whole deal. And it's not particularly scary. I, you know, like, the effects aren't great, but I mean, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected, I don't know, like, it, it doesn't look like a budget movie unless you're, like, looking for ways they're cheaping out on it. Um, I think most people would watch it and think, oh, this is just, this is how normal movies are made, but this shit was like made on like shoestring. It looks really good. Uh, Nick Cage is great in it. It's it's really ridiculous. I think the most outlandish part of it is how much shit he got clean from sundown to sunrise. <laughs> right. uh, I, you know, I think it's better than Transformers. It's definitely shorter than Transformers. Uh, it's it's dumb. It's not too scary. It's uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of fun. I I really enjoyed it. I like to think of. I think there's like a string of Nick Cage movies where he's a a strong silent protagonist who drives cool cars and everyone just thinks is cool all the time. And I like to think they're all in some kind of shared universe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. You
2: know, I I was the same way. I I really feel like he was. I, I feel like he was playing Nick Cage in this movie yes. and in those in those other movies where he's that character he's just playing Nick Cage I have no idea if that's true or not you know he's he's probably a huge pain in the ass but that's what I want to believe uh, <laughs> that's but, what, Yeah, that's what we all want to believe
0: How is it? doesn't this movie have former Carmack employee Candace I looked so
2: hard I didn't see that shit at all it, it is real hard to catch I didn't see it on the uh, on my initial viewing but I have went back and like looked for it and it, I think it's there you know <laughs> Uh it's her, her face is pretty obscured,
1: but you know, it's more movies than I'm in. I'm not sure I believe it. Someone's gotta prove it to me.
0: Candace Lee is on the IMDB credits. I just looked it up.
1: Oh, she, she is. is. Okay. That's true. Then yeah. then maybe she is. Um and then the only other thing that I I finished watching, all of my spring anime is ending at almost the same time. Uh I think two other ones have one more episode left. Uh, but I just finished one called uh Vivi, and there's a subtitle to it that I don't even want to say because it's so stupid. If you ever want to look for it, just look up Vivi and it's fine. But it's, uh I can't remember which article I read like 12 months ago that was about how everything that we're going to see in the next five years is going to be about time travel. And whoever wrote that article was a prophet because everything that's coming out is about time travel. <laughs> But that said, this this uh, show is about it, it's very Westworld inspired. Seemingly, it's about a uh, like a robot apocalypse somewhere down the line. Uh, so the last humans decide to uh, send back information to a a one of the first AI robots who was uh, like a, a singer, like a songstress, for like a hundred years ago to go back to uh, change specific key events in in the timeline to prevent the robot apocalypse from happening i don't know it's just it's a it's a weird concept it's it's fun to see like you know it's it's similar to to westworld except more specifically like you get to see generational changes between the humans uh each time she has to save the world like there are people that she knows but they're a lot older and they're those people's children and there's like a lot of um relation there uh but it's just i mean it's, it's a pretty interesting concept it's really just gorgeously gorgeously animated I don't think I can sell it well enough for the quality that it is, but uh, it's it's a good like time travel adventure. Unless you're Ian, in which case you'd already hate it because I said time travel. <laughs> uh, but better than Transformers. Just finished up. Uh, it's on. I don't even know what it's on. Funimation, I think. I don't know. It's good. But uh, yeah, I think that's all I have for for this week.
0: I just wanted to ask, Joseph, did you watch Mighty Nine versus Vox Machina?
1: I'm I'm in midway through it.
0: Hmm. okay I'm interested to hear your opinion when you're finished okay uh, new critical role this week yep. Jay Hugh, get ready
1: this, I'm I gonna mean, do it, it it airs on Thursday if you have twitch or you can get a twitch account uh, it, it comes out the on, on demand on Friday but then if you want to watch it on YouTube it comes out the following Monday so you know there's a lot of options right on. Right on. Cool. Uh, but cool I think that's it for this week I don't know what we're doing next week something
0: my kids will probably be involved I'm sure
1: Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. Our new cast members. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, please rate, subscribe, tell all your friends about the podcast. If you'd like to tell us your thoughts on In the Heights or our best musical movies, movie musicals, uh, you can reach us at realphonies.gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at realphonies, and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks, to Zach Evans for our and Brian Gillespie for our theme. We'll see you guys next week. Later.